why silence? When a Teze brother at the Teze community makes a life commitment to that community, he's asked this question. Beloved brother, what do you seek? What do you seek? It's a great question to ask yourself this morning. What do you seek? It's surprising how much of our lives we spend surviving, trying to keep our heads above water, trying to do all the things that we've got to do. And often it's that question that we don't often really consider. What are we seeking? What is it that our soul, which we call, we often say in religious language, what is it that our soul is calling us to do? What is it that we seek? The fact that so many of you have come to a day like today, on silence, shows that we are all here seeking something in this silence. But I want to begin by asking you to think about, I wonder what it is that you're seeking. I wonder what it is that your soul is really thirsting for. I came here last night and I cycled here from St. Martin in the Fields where I work. And I was excited about coming to this place. And I thought as I got here, what is it that's so exciting? There's, there's none of the usual distractions of our modern life. There's no cinema, there's no television, there's no restaurant. What is it that is making me feel excited about coming to this space, this sacred space? Well, as I thought about it, I thought there is a longing in me, and I suggest in all of us, for peace. A deep, deep longing for peace. It's the resurrection gift <coughs> of Christ to his disciples. Peace, my peace, I give to you. Perhaps there's a longing in all of us as well to unwind, that we feel our lives are, are almost bound up, are tangled, a bit like one of those advertisements for fabric conditioner. We're all knotted up and we're longing for our lives to unknot, to become unwound. Perhaps there's also a longing in us to to declutter. You know like houses where everything is piled up on top of each other and then you suddenly clear a space and you feel so much better because as you clear a space you realise you can, you can breathe again. Perhaps there's a longing in all of us to be still. More than that, to become present again. There's a huge interest at the moment in mindfulness, and we all have seen groups, and perhaps some of you are members of mindfulness groups. Mindfulness has always been part of the church. That sense of God 
present with us, mindful of the here and now, the present moment, a longing not to be more eclectic, not to spin more plates like a circus act, but to be present now, to discover a height, a breadth, and a depth of God's love, to move from all the things that are crowding our heads down into our hearts. I'd like to suggest to you that perhaps one of the reasons we come here is because we need these moments of stillness in our lives. We need these moments of presence. We need to be healed from the busyness of our lives. And perhaps within us all, there is also a, a sweetness that we've tasted before. I sat in this chapel early this morning, at six o'clock this morning, and I just felt so, it felt so sweet. It was almost like heaven and earth becomes united in a world which is often so fragmented. I wrote this. Stillness. We are always moving so we don't see. We are always talking so we don't hear. Or we hear in snatches or bites but we do not listen to the heights or the depths. You actually have to stop to see, to be still to notice. How often we walk through or past rather than being with. Walk past without offering space or time. Take the photo without realizing that the true camera is our inner eye. We think we have to catch up with the world. Actually, we have to be still enough to let the world catch up with us. And the world meets us in this still place. Our lives can often be like trains rushing through a station. So fast you cannot read the signs. You see only the flash of colour, the blur of people and the place. But no time to notice the signs and the details of God's presence. Here and now at St Catherine's. Stop. Be in the moment, lest you miss out on the miracles of God and your mind and your body simply race on.
35 years ago I went to the Teze community when I was going through a real struggling time of my life, pulled in all directions, unsure of what I should do next. And for the first time in my life I entered into a period of silence, a period of seven days of silence. It felt strange and unnatural at first, but I began to find how silence grows in you and with you. The more you keep it, the more it grows. I remember distinctly on the Saturday night, people had come to the Teze community from all over the world to hear Brother Roger, who was then the abbot of the community, speak to a convention of people from across the world. And we gathered together in the, in the, in the Church of the Resurrection to hear what he had to say to us. And we were given earphones so that as he spoke, what he said could be translated into every language across the world. There were possibly three or four thousand people who had gathered to hear him speak. And Brother Roger came to the front and began his sermon thus. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Let us sit in silence because God speaks much better than me. And he went and sat down. I've heard hundreds of sermons in my life. That was a sermon I've never ever forgotten. Let us listen to God because God speaks much better than us. In each person, there is a portion of solitude which no human intimacy can ever fill. We sometimes think that if we find the right partner or find the right love or find the right place to live, that everything will disappear and there will never ever be loneliness again. But all of us thirst for an inner unity. A unity which can only come from God. You are never alone. Let yourself be plummeted to the depths. And you will see that in your heart of hearts, in the place where no two people are alike, Christ is waiting for you in the silence. And what you never dared hope for springs to life. When I first moved to London 12 years ago to work at St Martin's, I came, as you heard from, as Elizabeth has said, from one of the quietest places in the world, from the South Pacific. And when I first came to Trafalgar Square, where I lived, I thought I would never sleep again. The noise never stops. The sound of traffic, the sirens, the shouts, the buskers. There's a man at the moment who blows his songs on, a, on an upturned uh, traffic cone. And he's got three songs which he's been playing for three years. Always look on the bright side of life and meet the Flintstones, and they're when the saints go marching in. 
if I wasn't uh, more uh, trying to be more peaceful, I would go and bang in the <laughs> The thing I missed most about the Solomon Islands were things like the early mornings when you could wake up really early and there was no sound at all and then suddenly you could hear the morning birds beginning to arrive and, and bounce outside the chapel on the, on the rain trees. I missed the darkness of the night, thick darkness, as dark as velvet. I missed an awareness of the seasons and the rain, because when the rains come in the Solomons, all the children run into the road and start dancing because they've been waiting for the rain for so long. But we can live in buildings so much of our lives that we, we cease to even realise that it's spring. Instead, we can so easily be taken over by a busyness and it often seems that our lives are busier than ever before. The digital age means that we're receiving messages from every different direction. We are forced to multitask. And one of our greatest poverties, it seems, is the lack of space, the lack of silence. it has become more and more difficult to switch off the world. But what does that mean in the rush and stress of our modern lives? We plan holidays in advance, but the holy day is today. The monks knew the wisdom of giving each part of the day to God the coming of the light, the hopes, the struggles of the day, the intensity of noon, the shadows of evening, bringing the toil of the day to an end, food and refreshment, the silence and darkness of the night. But so often we have pulled the curtains on the sun and moon. We've closed the windows so that we no longer smell the air, smell spring turning to summer. Breathe, breathe in the creation of God. I'd like to suggest to you today that contemplative silence is here and now. Where you are today and where you will be tomorrow, Silence is the person you are speaking with so that you hear what they say. Silence is the room you are sitting in so that you notice it and notice what is happening. Silence is the tree you see through the window, the bird landing on the branch that perhaps you would have missed. Silence is the street you are walking, the action you are doing now. Eternity is now. After Jesus dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, 
He was there alone. We are called home, St. Augustine put it, from the noise that is around us to the joys that are silent. Why do we rush about looking for God who is at home with us now? If we want to be with him, enter the silence. Silent contemplative space is the ground in which everything else is nurtured and grown. And to discover this is like a seed that has died discovering the soil. So today, how will we create this oasis of silence? First, keep a beginner's mind. All wise teaching about meditation and silence says don't, don't become an expert. As soon as you become an expert, you'll lose it. Think of a child dancing or a child playing in the sand by the sea. <coughs> Enter into the silence as a beginner, spontaneously, openly, without feelings of this is what I ought to be feeling, just openly. Second, Enjoy sacred time where you don't have to keep on looking at your watch, where you're just going to move in and out of, of, silent, of this silence to various activities. You've all got a program and, and, and enjoy that sense of, of sacred time. And when we're in sacred time, one of the best pieces of advice that was ever given to me is look for blessings. Your mind often longs to, to tell you the negative, to, to begin that spiral of, of negatives that so often we hear on the national media. But look for the blessing. We've only got a day. Look for the blessing in your life and follow the blessing. Third, discover. All around here are things to discover. The chapel, these beautiful rooms at the end of, the, of St. Catherine's are beautiful rooms. The pictures on the wall, the shape of the trees, the flowers that are growing. Everything that is growing up across the buildings, the birds that are landing the sound and the song of those birds. Really, really discover the space that we're in. Learn a, a simple method of contemplative prayer. We're going to be doing that in a moment in the chapel. Five. Behold. Be and hold. Be who you are. Don't think, oh, I wish I was someone different. Oh, I wish I could do this. Oh, I... Be. Be who God created you to be. You are the beloved of God, each one of you. 
This is my beloved on whom my favour rests. Each one of you are beloved by God, made in God's image. Be who you are in the stillness and be held. Be held. And as you are beheld by God, so behold God yourself in your heart. Behold the creation of God all around you. It's a beautiful word, behold. In German it's behalten, and that means to keep. The Lord bless you and keep you. Today is a safe space to be held by God, to be who you are, and to be safe in God's keeping. What a privilege, what a blessing. Be held. Behold. I behold. I am beheld. We behold. We are beheld. Spend time with Scripture. In a moment I'm going to ask you just to pick up a sentence of Scripture which will be your anchor during the contemplative prayer in a moment. Don't worry about it, just pick up anyone that seems to touch your heart or just randomly pick up one of them. Perhaps those words of scripture will speak to you today. And today, spend time with creation. That's God's great gift to us. That's the mark of God's presence. That's his handiwork. So spend time with creation. What's the point of all this silence? Well, I'd just like to end with something else I wrote. Silent eyes behold and give thanks. Silent ears hear the music of the whole of creation. A silent body is like a swept room, uncluttered, spacious. Silent hands are open hands, ready to give and ready to receive. A silent mind is free of me and mine, jealousies and hates and hurts and threats and aversions. A silent heart is ready to be grateful. A silent mind is attentive and free of dogma or fixation. Silence embraces life beyond self, knowing that the dwelling place of Christ is within us all. This is the silence that can discover the word made flesh. This is the silence that helps us live or taste the kingdom of heaven. <laughs>